Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. SWRC.com gives you access to one of the nation's largest collections of prophecy-related materials, books, and DVDs with new items being added almost every day. Resources from Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Ed Heinsen, Noah Hutchings, Tom Horn, Larry Spargimino, and many, many more. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. The home in which I grew up had a detached two-bay garage, which my mother had rented to a friend who was trying to put an old Jaguar back together. As he tinkered, we often talked. One story he told was completely unforgettable, and he affirmed it was true. If you can, close your eyes and try to visualize the scene. With names changed and just a little bit, a little bit of embellishment, as I remember the story, here it is. As late October approached, an idea crossed his mind. Mischief night, the night before Halloween, was the classic time for pranks. He had a plan, and he knew what he would do to carry it out. He brought one of his buddies into the plan, and after ten o'clock, thinking she'd be sound asleep, the two of them carried out the plan. A large part of Lancaster County is still dotted with small wooden backyard buildings that served a necessary function. In most cases, they're no longer needed now since city water and sewer or more modern septic systems have reached the countryside, but there were still many outhouses that hadn't become a storage place for rakes and lawnmowers. Mrs. Fafufnik had one of them and still used it. No one knew why, other than because of habit, since she already had indoor plumbing. Under the cover of darkness on that moonless night, Elijah and Zack dressed in dark clothing, snuck into Mrs. Fafufnik's backyard, and with some serious effort, they were able to lift the outhouse off its foundation and struggle to get it to her back porch. All went well, until, when they thought they had succeeded in their prank, the outhouse door swung open on its hinge and banged against a chair on the porch. To the boys, it sounded like an explosion. To Mrs. Fafufnik, what she heard sounded more like, well, what it was, intruders on the porch. It took no time for a light to be lit in the adjacent interior room, and the figure that passed between the light and the curtain on the window looked for all the world like Mrs. Fafufnik with a shotgun in her hands as she headed for the porch door. Needing no encouragement, the two boys took flight. Zack succeeded in getting to the tree line along the back of the yard and safety. Elijah was not quite as fortunate. 
In his hurry, he had forgotten where the small structure had been. Suddenly aware that his feet were not touching anything solid, he realized too late that he was falling into a hole, the hole that had been under the outhouse. Uh, <laughs> that hole, <laughs> that hole was not empty. There are not many things that can be sit. There are not many things that can be considered to be more disgusting on the list of things to avoid. Somehow he was able to keep quiet, realizing his current predicament was terrible, but not as bad as being shot. It seemed like an hour before Zack came back looking for him. Of course, it was probably not more than five minutes before Mrs. Fafufnik had gone back into the house, presumably unaware as yet of the relocation project for her outhouse. Once she was back inside, Zack started calling out in a hoarse whisper, Lodger, where are you? Lodger! Once he was aware that it was safe to speak, he called out in near desperation, Zack, get me out of here! It didn't take much time for him to find Elijah, and when he did, he couldn't stop laughing. Shh! She'll hear you and come back with her shotgun! That wasn't no shotgun, it was a broom! He could hardly get the words out between laughing fits. I don't care what it was, help me out of here before she finds me down here! Zack wasn't sure he wanted to touch his friend. The odor from the muck being stirred was rather pungent. The last thing he wanted to do was get any on him, but with the hole being rather slippery, there was little chance that Elijah could get out without the help of a ladder. Zack reached down a hand. When Elijah was almost out, he slipped and fell back in. Zack nearly joined him. Now Zack was really laughing. Elijah was getting really mad. His eyes were stinging, and he was covered from head to toe. I just found a root sticking out in here. If I put my toe on it and you pull, I am out. This time it worked. It was a good thing it was dark. If anyone had seen him, it would have been a sight never to be forgotten. He looked like a horror movie creature from the deep lagoon, or more specifically, from the deep outhouse hole. No matter how he looked, he smelled much worse. They headed toward a shallow creek a short distance away, and Elijah tried to find a spot deep enough to get into and wash. For Zack, it was only his hands and shirt sleeves. He decided he could sacrifice the shirt and stuffed it under a rock. Then he washed as best as he could. He took a whiff at his hands. Yuck! Will this smell wash off? He said in disgust. At least I hope so. Elijah was twisting and turning and trying his best to clean up in what was little more than six-inch deep water, but with no success. This was not a time to worry about propriety. He stripped down to his undershorts and tried to rinse out his clothes, but he quickly realized it would be a losing battle. Yielding to defeat and stupidity, he said goodnight to Zack and started home shivering more and more all the way. He left the pile of his clothes, socks, and sneakers on the back step and sheepishly went inside. Why did his mother have to be here now? Elijah? Oh, my word! 
What in the world? He looked pretty bad, and in moments, an acrid smell had filled the kitchen. Don't ask, was all he said as he went to the bathroom and filled the tub. He looked for anything he could find in the bathroom closet that would help neutralize the smell that was now making him almost throw up in the enclosed space. When he went back down to the kitchen a half hour later, both of his parents were at the kitchen table and looked up to see an expression on their son's face they had never seen before. What in the world did you get into? asked his father. Don't ask. I think I just did. Your mother found a pile of clothes on the back steps that smells worse than anything I can remember. What happened? Well, you'll find out sooner or later, so I guess I might as well tell you. Me and Zach, we thought we'd play a mischief night trick on old Mrs. Fafufnik. We moved her outhouse onto her back porch, but she heard us, and we thought she had a shotgun in her hands and was headed to the back door. So we ran, thinking we were going to be shot. Don't tell me, his father interrupted. <laughs> you fell into the hole? Yeah, that's right, he admitted hesitantly. His father got up and walked over to him, smelled his hair, and noticed the general odor that seemed to hover around him like an aura. Oh, boy, do you stink. I've got bad news and worse news. Which do you want first? With a puzzled look on his face, he looked up his dad and said, What could be much worse than what already happened? I guess it doesn't matter. Hit me with it. Well, first, he said, you're sleeping in the garage tonight. Second, that smell won't go away for at least another three days. I'm afraid you had the tables turned on you tonight. I took a bath? Yes, and you can take six more, and you'll still stink. But, Dad... I'm sorry, son. There's no way we'll let you stay in this house smelling like that. But it's going to be cold tonight. It already is. But I guess that's part of the price to be paid for foolishness. Again, the basic account I just shared is from a true story, and the vignette I just related is lifted from a book not yet published called Last. I still have to laugh when I remember the story. I doubt I would have anything to laugh about even this many years since if it had happened to me. In the book I just mentioned, the fully fictional character, Elijah Christ, progresses through life making bad decisions. The book of Proverbs is a wonderful place to find wisdom. Proverbs 22.15 gives us the timely reminder, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. The only decision Elijah or anyone else could make that would be life-changing is the one that transfers one's life and eternal destiny from hell to heaven. My hope is that the stories, the life experiences, and the news-based items in these podcasts will point you to a realization that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the eternal destiny ahead of you is worse than any human can imagine. In this life, there are very few things we can depend on fully and with no reservation. God's Word is full of sure things, including John 5:24, which has these assuring words from Jesus himself, 
Verily, verily, or surely, surely, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.